In the break, I was like, I like this. I'm going to let it play a little bit. Man, I like it even more now. 512 Friday. I know. That is the theme of New Theme Thursday. I also want to mix y'all up there. Uh, that's my man Patrick. Uh, he plays jams from local bands, artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in ATX. And I'm like, hard. I'm writing this one down. Who is this? This is Ray Prim. Wow. He is playing Saturday at Saxon Pub. Okay. Man. Ray Ray's a very talented, good guy. Former football player. Oh, this is—I don't even know what genre I would describe this as. He's a—he's like, a, a singer-songwriter, but he produces a lot of his own stuff and gets a ton of other people to work with him and puts together really cool stuff. What, what, what's the name of this song? Uh, find a suit. Find a suit. Find a suit. That is not, not what I expected. Find a suit. Well, <laughs> the songs—you can be broke by yourself. Hey, oh, I've been broke by myself. <laughs> what do you mean? This might be I've my been job. broke with people. I've been broke by myself. <laughs> Been broken we, hey, we, yeah, we've been together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get broken a lot of different exactly. ways. Exactly. Hey, man, you got to make it work. You got to make it work. All right, 512 Friday is the theme of New Theme Thursday. We'll get you a master's update here uh, coming up momentarily. And I'm telling you, this master's, this master's is getting interesting. And ain't nobody talking about Tiger. That's probably the best news for this master's. And this master's has been entertaining and thrilling and and Tiger ain't got nothing to do with it. Yep. They they've been they remember do you remember when Malik Jefferson did this and he upset some Longhorn fans? And it, actually you can't even find the the sound and audio anymore. Not even C B can find it on uh on, on in the Twitterverse or out there online. At one time Malik Jefferson said like he was tired of Longhorn fans talking about Vince Young and celebrating Vince Young. And he said basically the reason is because that y'all keep celebrating that, and nobody wants to talk about the future or the present. Which is fair. And wants to look forward to the next championship. When right. the next one come? Let's get the next one. We can celebrate that. Yeah, but let's get the next one, and then the next one after that. And you can't even find I think Texas used their money to scrub it <laughs> from, from the internet. You can't even find it. Get that out of here. <laughs> get that, get out, that of here, out of here. You can't even find it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but I think golf needs that. Right, golf. It's, it's time to. I'm not saying I want to forget about Tiger. Tiger was amazing. Tiger was great. He changed the game. Um, you know, in terms of from a player standpoint, more than any other player probably in the history of the game. In terms of impact, we all love Tiger and what he did for the game. But it's time now to start think. You know, it's time to start embracing new storylines, mm-hmm. new personalities, new dynamic. Uh, you know, uh, different you know, rivalries and things of that nature. So I. I think this is a great Masters for golf. Like I said, it's interesting as hell, and it ain't got nothing to do with Tiger. That is Kudos. interesting, right? It was that like time we, we were we were that you know captivated by a Masters without having anything to do with Tiger. It's been a while because in 2019 he just won it. What a couple yeah, of years ago? Uh, yeah, and now that's when the world really <laughs> decided, hey, we're back with Tiger now. Yeah, because remember they were loving to hate him at that point. I remember, yeah, he was saying he had the villain. He, yeah. he, he went here, hero, hero yeah. flip like yeah. they do in wrestling, which was also good for golf. I love it. When when Tiger did that, that was actually That's good right. for golf. They brought a lot That's of people right. back to it because he was a you know a celebrity and a superstar. Yes, it was a scandal for him, so he had to, uh, to go you know obviously find a way to overcome that kind of stuff. But in terms of golf. We know for any sport, the salacious storylines surrounding the the sport itself often bring people to it. We just learned that from women's basketball. Yep. Um, so anyway, we'll give you a master's update here in just a second. You can be a part of the show. Specs text on 512-337-3776. Ray Prim getting a lot of love. 
on the yeah. Spectacular. Talented guy. Talented guy. <laughs> Very talented. Uh, no question about that. Um, yeah, Texas Coach Boone told his players to find a suit. Song should have been in the movie. <laughs> it does sound like one. Well, it could have been in the movie. I like that. It's actually good stuff there. Uh, also, you can hit us up via Twitter. Ahmed Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Harge at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. And Patrick Davis, the real MVP at It's Patrick Davis. Okay. I, I wish I could give you a... Uh, I'm trying to give Masters updates, but honestly, the... Just uh, go off the one the on television, the TV. Do yes, that one. Seems to be a little bit more accurate yeah. than the website. So whether you're talking about the PGA Tour website or the Masters website. Uh, but right now... <clears throat> and, <clears throat> I'm sorry. <clears throat> get, just get ready. Uh, Please, hold Patrick, on, when hold if you on. get a chance here. Let me make sure I get this right. Yeah, please, thank you. you get, call for us here. All right, you got a better. You know what? You're better for this because my voice does not sound good with this music. You do. You got this. Go I got ahead. you. you got Rod it. Babers. Mm-hmm. You got it. Um, from the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. the leaderboard breaks down as such. Like Victor Hovland. Hovland. Miles seven. Mm-hmm. He's finished for the day. Shot a 65. He's tied for first place with John Rahm and... One of the villains from NWO, excuse me, I mean Liv. Damn right. Brooks Kepka yeah. at minus seven. Mm-hmm. Cameron Young. Tiffany. From the United States of America <laughs> is in at fourth place <laughs> at, minus, <laughs> at minus five. <laughs> Shane Lowry, minus four as we continue to m- move forward. Xander Shoffley comes in at minus four in fifth place as well. Scotty Scheffler is trying to make a move. Mm. He's at minus two. Can't rush that. <laughs> Can't rush that at all. And Jordan Spieth, Give it to me. tied for fifth it's beautiful. at minus four. Nine holes in, he is still mm. trying to make a move as well. Um, also, member of the, uh, the Live Tour, the villains of this narrative, um, Phil Mickelson. Cameron Smith. Yes. He's tied for 13th at two under. He's um, tied with Phil. He is. He's tied with Phil. Yes. I, I gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. flabbergasted that Phil's where he is. Neiman also. Wasn't he a part of that, that, uh, that live group? Yes, he was. He's also tied uh, for 13th at two under. A lot of those guys are two under right now. Those with guys Scottie are Shepherd battling. And Morikawa. Yes. Two under. Got you a group are. of those guys. I love Colin Morikawa. Uh, Patrick Weed, another one of those live guys. He's uh, at one under right now. Should we go down to Tiger? Where is Tiger? Tiger, you don't want to Where's look. Where's Tiger, 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 Tiger? Tiger is John? plus two for the day. Damn. Yeah, he didn't do well. <laughs> but hey, there's always tomorrow. <laughs> I told y'all to catch him early. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And one of the guys that I was mm. looking forward to playing, Ooh. Max Homa, not doing well. Not doing well? Thought he was going to be the guy. He is plus two right Damn. now as well. Dude, Dustin Johnson is in trouble. He's yeah. hurting right now. He's yeah, at he's, plus one. Oh. I believe right through twelve. Yes. I thought he'd be one of those guys that might have a good masters. That ain't working out for him. Right and now. Bubba Watson is exactly who I thought he was. <laughs> plus five. Tied for seventy eight. Oh yes. What? Bubba. What happened to Bubba? Not doing well. Bubba. Yeah. Man, I like Bubba Gump out there. Yeah. Like Bubba Gump <laughs> and Bubba. What's wrong with Bubba? Out of there. Wow. Out of there. So, okay. This one's saying, Tiger. But I, but I do want to give a special Done. shout out. Give it to me. To Freddie Couples. Okay. Freddie Couples Couples is 63 years old, and he is tied for 25th place. He went one under today. Freddie Couples. Do How old is thing. he again? 63 years old. All right. What yeah. a bad back. Respect. What Respect. a bad back. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. 
I mean, they're just bragging about being Tiger at this point. He's like, I beat Tiger. Brought him in a perfect club off of beat Tiger. Hey, do you see him say he had both his legs? <laughs> I beat two-legged Tiger. <laughs> I beat two-legged Tiger. <laughs> exactly. It's like, man, at this point, I'm just trying to beat Tiger out there. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I hate to root for the bad guy in the movie. I'm not rooting for the bad guy in this movie either. But I do think it would be great for the storyline of golf, especially this weekend down the stretch, if one, two of those live guys are in it. And we know these live. Like I said, Greg Norman is telling he's he's encouraging guys to celebrate on the 18th green NWO style. All right, right. he wants them to wear their lip. Are they wearing their lip stuff? No, I they're. T- I, I haven't seen. Have them. you seen no, any I haven't of seen it? it yet. They were no. wearing it in some of the warm ups. Some of the guys were like they were. I believe they were torn. Some of the guys were wearing it doing like the warm ups and uh, some of those uh, different competitions prior to the Masters. And some of the guys decided it was disrespectful to the tradition of the Masters to wear their lift stuff. But I don't say I want these guys to fully embrace the villainy. <laughs> I think it would be great for golf. Like I said, if you're the NWO and Phil Mickelson, he's the Hollywood Hogan of this thing. If he done Phil's the only one who will do what I want them to do if they win. What's that? I want him to bust out the spray paint. <laughs> See how I spray paint the jacket, man. <laughs> You got in full NWO spray paint the jacket. Put the big LIV. So Kepka wins. Kepka wins. Kepka LIV the, on the back of the jacket. The, and then Phil comes up with the spray paint. And yeah. Then, and then Kepka turns around with the jacket on. He just spray painted. And then they just LIV, all look baby. at and they yeah. look at the fans and go, "Are you not entertained?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please. This is what I want. And that's golf. when they start throwing the beer cans Gosh. at them too. You want to during you, the thing? You want to yeah. steal headlines from the NFL draft potentially? <laughs> You end the Masters like that. And we, we were talking about the Masters in two weeks during exactly. the NFL draft. Like, man, we got to get back to this Masters LV, LIV stuff, man. It's crazy. I'm telling you. And did y'all you, see this? And I'm going to need Rory or one of those other guys to run up like T.O. did. Uh, oh, not T.O. No, George, 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 George T. George T. George, George T. T.O. When T.O. Right. was standing on the star and run up there and just try to push and like take the jacket off of Brooks Kepka if he wins the damn thing and try to strip it off again. A, a like melee breaks out. T. Oh, that'd be fantastic. It will be great. Oh, Oh, that not, will be great. Come on, come on, golf! Don't let me down here. And then all Don't of a sudden, all of a sudden, you hear St- Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hit, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Rory comes running from the back. <laughs> exactly. And that's Phil, my jacket. Phil gets the that's my Phil jacket. gets the Hollywood Hogan music. Yeah. <laughs> Phil comes out wearing boas all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, he, he does kind of. He does. He's got the because I, I don't know if he's got the scruff now, but for a while he had the Hollywood Hogan kind of scruff working. He's no, he's hard. good now. Right? I don't yeah. know what Phil. I don't know. I think Phil was just going through some hard times. That's because he. That's because he knew he was going to live. He knew he was going to live. Yeah. he's a villain now. He had to embrace it. I'm telling you, man, this could be amazing for golf. Let's do it, guys. That's that's. Well, you're on. close. I mean, because a lot I of said, guys Brooks are still Kepka in competition. Is on the leaderboard, and he's an a hole. Yes, Kepka's got some a hole in. Yes, if anybody would celebrate on the 18th green and pull out at least a live shirt or something. At least, at least, but just take your shirt off. Yes, take your shirt off, Kepka. You ain't got to spray paint because that'd be a lot. Then you. Might get arrested at the Masters. Yeah. Oh, Take yeah. off your shirt and put on a live shirt oh right there gosh. on the 18th green. Oh, oh, oh that be. And a remember, fat, he oh. just won. That'd be. He just oh, he's won himself. Oh yeah, he's dialed in. Yeah, someone says. <laughs> See, the fans want this, man. Uh, Texas says, bleach out your stash, color your five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah, like Hollywood did. Hollywood Hogan. Oh, yeah. uh, I would love it. All right, that's your Masters update. We'll give you another one coming up a little bit later on. All right, gentlemen, let's get uh, behind the burnt orange curtain a little bit here. Uh, first, let's talk Texas basketball. Yep. Um, you you talked about the. I don't know if we brought it up on the show yesterday, uh, but I believe you talked about it like in the break. We talked about it a little bit, and you brought it up when the news actually broke at the time. But this talk about petty. 
and storylines and yep. rivalries. So Texas is playing in the Big East Big 12 Challenge or Battle next season. Yep. And Texas will be facing off against Marquette Shaka Smart team. Shaka Smart. Says John Rothstein in, a late, in the latest uh, report he revealed all the matchups from that uh, Big East Big 12 battle. All right, gentlemen, what say you? At least you know you're going to, I mean, we, we know Texas has been beefing up non-conference schedules, trying to play more big-time opponents. Yep. Um, at least you know now this will be a part of that. Um, you, you know, you're going to have a tough non-con. I haven't looked at it just yet, but I, I mean, I'm sure it's pretty tough. Yeah, I think this is great. I think this is great for both all involved. I think Shaka, who did a great job, he won the Big East last year, mm-hmm. uh, did a good job. Everybody still gives him a hard time because he didn't get past the first weekend. He did win a game, though. He did win a game in the playoff. I mean, in the uh, – Hey, man, they uh, beat UConn. How, yeah. How, they beat UConn twice or once. They had to beat them. They won the, they won the East. They won it twice. They had to beat them at least once. They had to yeah. beat them at least once. Yeah. So that they're, they're a good basketball yeah. team. And, and again – Shaka got his type of guys, and that's what he's going to continue to do. He doesn't need the McDonald's All-American. He wants guys that are going to be in the program for a long Mm. time, and that's what it's all about. So to me, I'm excited for the matchup because – I mean, look, say what you want about Shaka. He's a, he was a good dude at the University of Texas. He's a good Texas, coach, too. And he's a damn good you coach. you got to be more than just a good coach at Texas, yes. though. It takes more, as we yeah. know. Yeah. A lot exactly. to, There's a lot There's a lot of responsibilities that's with right. that job. That's right. Yeah. But I'm excited for this opportunity to play uh, them in that Big East, uh, Big 12 channel. Well, will it still be Big 12? No, it'll be. Ooh, that, well, yeah. It'll be Big 12. One last year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, one last is. year. That's the one yeah. last year. And uh, this, is, this is the scary Big 12 because you're adding Houston into this Big 12. That's as well. right. right. This year. Yeah, that. that's right. That's Ooh. right. Is oh is Cincinnati gonna be? A, yes, everybody's here. Now. So everybody's so coming in. That's kind of a, a competitive yeah. college basketball program. Yep. Yeah. Normally. Normally yeah, they normally. Yeah, normally they are. Uh, my yep. man C V points out way too early rankings have Marquette as the number two team in college basketball. See? So they'll be good. We don't know if they'll be that good. They'll be good. Either yep. way. Oh uh, uh Pinche uh Pinche Gringo says Marquette beat UConn twice. Yep. Damn, thank you for that, Pinche Gringo. Yeah. Appreciate that. See, Marquette. I mean, they were on. I expect I a lot of people had them making a run. I believe I had them going a little bit farther in my bracket too. We did. Um, I thought I thought they were going to be in the Elite Eight, Final yeah. Four area. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's actually one of the knocks on Chaka, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but is this a is a regular season game. No question. Uh, but uh, a lot of Longhorn fans looking forward to that. So, uh, Texas. Uh, speaking of Texas basketball, uh, another story that is out there, Texas basketball-related, is, and this is just really just college basketball-related, L.J. Cryer, the Baylor mm-hmm. guard. Um, he is, I, I, I think at this point it's official, he has entered his name into the transfer portal or is expected to. Um, and that's a report from ESPN. So yeah. this, I mean, and, and the list of schools that reportedly are interested in, in LJ Cryer, I won't go through all of them, but Texas is one of them. But uh, the list is extensive. Oh, I was fixing to say, it's it got Kansas, be. K-State, Houston, Zags, uh, A&M, Nebraska, Mississippi State. I mean, it goes on and on. Well, the K-State connection is obviously Jerome Tang. Okay. Jerome Tang probably was the one who recru- rec- um, uh, recruited him there. And therefore, mm-hmm. that's where he's at right now. So I'm just looking at it a different way. I think he's somebody that we need to get. I think LJ Cryer can shoot. He can dribble. He's an assist guy. And his main thing is he wants to play point guard. So that's if right. they, if, and, and now we know that Tyrese Hunter has entered himself into the draft, meaning he may not be in the draft, but uh, he's going to go test the water, so to speak. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know right now where Texas stands uh, with them, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. K-State would be uh, one of the favorites to acquire uh, the services of one LJ Cryer. But that's a big move right there with <clears throat> um, him entering the transfer portal. We, it, we know why. It's just because Baylor has a lot of guards. Yep. Just, uh, and I don't know if the, the relationship. I don't know the relationship between he and um, – he and Scott Drew, I don't know what that relationship is, but Jerome Tang seems to be a guy that everybody gravitates to. Yeah, and I mean, he said Jerome Tang recruited him. Yeah. So, so you know, we said Rodney Terry recruited a lot of these guys. Jerome Tang was one of those guys for Baylor. So, And Patrick, you pointed that out a lot this year about what Scott Drew was missing at Baylor this yeah. year because of Jerome Tang not being there. Yeah, I mean, if you have an assistant coach that's with you for that long, which I, I mean, I think he was with him for over a decade, if not more. Yeah. So that like that's the, the guy where you go. That guy's recruited a ton of your players. That guy knows exactly where all of your faults are and how to pick up on them and fix that. And when you lose that guy, you as a coach have to figure out what you're missing because he can't tell you what you're missing exactly. anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And it takes a little while. And Scott Drew will adjust to it eventually. But uh, yeah, yeah. In that first year, we saw Jerome Tang come out and play very coach very very well. Yeah, no, they were probably the surprise team of the Big Twelve. Actually, football and basketball. Oh no, they were they were definitely the surprise team of the Big Twelve in basketball because probably they were projected too. to be one of the one worst. Of the, yes, they were projected either the worst or second worst team in the Big Twelve, yeah. and they ended up a three seed in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, they were <laughs> yeah. Probably second behind TCU, of course, in the Big Twelve. But they were definitely a surprise team, and they won the Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, so give them props for that. Yeah, Big K State's uh, athletic program and actually because they get it's the best little good. guys. Yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's a program that's getting better, smaller athletes than K State. I don't know yeah. how that works out. Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it goes. Darren Sproles. Yeah. Lockets. Lockets. Lockets and the Lockets yeah. are another one. Yeah. And I don't then know. Marquise Noel this year. Yeah. Marquise Noel wins the shortest of the shorts. The but. shortest of the shorts. But he's the thickest of the thick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, like that, thick with it. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, Texas uh, basketball, of course. We'll get, obviously, some more conversation about Texas basketball as the transfer portal heats up yep. and also uh, recruiting as well. But I want to switch over to Texas football just a little bit because Corey Mose, who joined the Flex crew yesterday, and they did a great job. Shout out to the Flex crew. Check out flxatx.com. Uh, well, they actually had uh, Corey Mose on, and he does a great job, but he actually is covering Texas football as well. And he put together a little montage of players talking about Quinn Ewers and giving their thoughts on Quinn Ewers. Now, there are, like I said, it's about four or five different players who are available. They did not have the media availability of the players uh, up by the time no. our show started. So we'll get some of that sound from some of the, some of the other guys because I'm looking forward to hearing some of that too. But uh, he did put together a montage of players talking about Quinn Ewers and Honestly, the fact that Quinn Ewers has not been a a huge uh, hot topic of conversation in the offseason is probably a good sign because I think if he was doing poorly or, yeah, yeah, right, if it was some some negative reviews about him, I think that, you know, it would be a huge topic of conversation. It's actually been a relatively quiet spring other than the Xavier Worthy broken hand conversation that we had Mm -hmm. to start the spring. Uh, but Quinn Ewers obviously is the biggest topic of conversation. So here is a, a little mashup, a montage, if you will, from Corey Mose uh, getting together all the different players, talking about Quinn Ewers and how he has performed so far this spring. I've been trying to get a pick from Quinn, and I was supposed to have one today. To have 
I see him. It's a little bit late. But not uh, Quinn, he's improved. Um, his confidence, his confidence went way up. You can tell that he's he's came a long way learning like the defense and knowing what we're playing, even if we're disguising on him. I think getting Arch definitely made Quinn step up his game for sure. Just being somebody that you really, really like got a lot of faith in, you know, he's He's a guy that I really I got a lot of trust in. He does a good job of looking off the safeties, and I can tell you, he done came a long way. You can just tell Quinn is in a different mode this year, the way he carries himself, the way he comes to the facility. He, he, he started to be more of a leader. Uh, I'm, I'm, loving the, I'm loving the way he's stepping up for sure. All right, the uh, four players that were available uh, that you might have heard, it was uh, Jay Witt, uh, Jaron Thompson, Jatavian Sanders, and J- Jade Barron. Um, yeah, obviously, it was a combination of those guys uh, talking about what they have observed from Quinn Ewers. The biggest um, improvement, or at least the uh, most discussed, I think, uh, development in Quinn Ewers' uh, spring so far, in my opinion, has been that the, they're saying the footwork is better. Um, and that it has been a focus of him uh, and a priority for him all season long, off season long, I should say, for him to improve the footwork. And to me, just of all the things I've heard, I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard he's now being a much more of a vocal leader, wants to lead, wants to be a you know a guy that leads from the front, leads by example, but also a guy that is you know can call out players and is a vocal guy that can be someone that can have peer accountability um he's a soft-spoken player i think naturally um i just think his personality he doesn't want to be uh, a very you know uh, braggadocious outspoken guy that's just really not his nature but he knows in the quarterback position it's a natural leadership position he's going to be forced to lead and to do it uh in a vocal way and I think even, even Bijan talked about how he wasn't a vocal leader initially. Yeah. But you have to become that. Yeah, I mean, that's your leadership position right there. And if you're going to be the face of the program and have all these NIL deals and people want you around, and I think that might have helped him too because he have to go out there to speak to so many different people that it has to open you up. When you're, when you're having to make all these appearances – now you're opening up yourself a little bit more where you could have been more reserved and mm-hmm. not really talk to people. Well, now you're, you're, you're going out and meeting people, uh, entertaining people. Now you're having to talk a little bit, so that can help them. A lot of these players do that as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you know, we'll get into some of the uh, other reports about Quinn Ewers, but I think one of the best uh, reviews I've heard so far is his leadership and him embracing uh, that leadership because they're going to need it from him. Uh, no no question. All right, what you got coming up in Hard Knock Life? We got our man Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys. He's a TV host and a reporter. He does pre- and post-game, and he does the Cowboys draft show. So he's going to talk about the Cowboys offseason and what to expect in the draft. All right, full shizzle. We'll talk about that when we come back. My man, Aharaj, uh, with a special guest coming up on Hard Knock Life right here on Ball Don't Lie, one four nine one. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speaking my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a 512 Thursday edition. That's right, we, knew, we normally do... New theme music, new music theme on Thursday, but because we're off tomorrow, that's right, folks. We are off tomorrow. Um, it, we decided to go with the five one two Thursday right. edition of Ball Don't Lie. 
It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. We're efforting my man Kyle Yeomans right now. He might be tied up for a second, but we're going to try to get him on. But while we're waiting on him, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys and the expectation of this draft. Rob, we've been talking about the opportunities and who may mm-hmm. or may not be on the draft board for the Cowboys, um, what position should be the position of choice. That's and right. we're still trying to figure that out. But to me, I know a lot of people are giving Michael Mayer a lot of love. And if you go back and you look at some of the numbers from his combine and his pro days, there's nothing that really jumped out to you, right? So you sit there and you say, is he going to be the move? And I'm not I, – I don't believe that the Cowboys need to go get a first-round tight end again. We've seen how that worked out for the Cowboys for a very long time. Most of their talented cool. Cowboys have been – tight ends have been drafted later mm-hmm. in the rounds. Mm-hmm. And you're always talking about the best value, right? So if this is a, a deep tight end draft, and I believe that – this is. is one of the ones that they consider a very deep yep. tight end draft. Why not go out and get somebody else? Go look at a different position. Uh, the tight end class is probably looked at. You got Michael Mayer, you got Dalton Kincaid, and you got uh, Darnell Washington. But then there's more tight ends that a lot of people still don't know about. You look at what uh, position might be the best one for the Cowboys to take. I still believe that you need to take either an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, somebody that's there that you feel can be uh, a big piece to what you're looking for. I like Brian Breesey from from Clemson. I don't think he's getting a lot of conversation, but he was somebody that I've seen play for a very, very long time at Clemson, and he's always had success. Another person that you can probably look at that you can say, "Uh, that'll be a reach on him, but you think you know he's going to give you best effort is Siaki Ika from uh, Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. You always talk about everybody mm-hmm. needs a plunger, right? Yep, they need, need that, that, that guy to clog up the hole. I think he may be one of those guys that you need to look at. Um, defensively, you can possibly go for a cornerback. If he, if he falls back deep enough for you, there has been um, a chance where you can look at that. And we've all talked mm-hmm. about the safety position all over the place, right? Yep. We talked about the Cowboys and how they've – pretty much preserved a lot of their safeties and and continue to teach them how to grow. But you can still go and look at another safety, whoever you think is high on that board. You know a name that somebody has – I haven't heard a lot of people talking about is Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo is a guy – Texas was in on him for until the very end, and then he ended up going to Georgia – that's a guy that has flashed on top of flashed on top of flashed, and he's got good movement. He's a fast runner. He's a bigger cornerback, and he's you mean somebody. The Cowboys considering him like if he like drops. Yes, if okay. he if he's around in the first round, drops. If Bijan ain't there, okay. Yeah, okay. Let's 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 put that caveat out. There. Yeah, yeah. I would say draft Bijan if he's available at twenty six. But if he's not, and Keely Ringo is there, and you have to make a decision, I'm I'm going with that right there. You know he's played at a very high level. He's been at Georgia. You know the competition that they go through. He's been coached by Kirby Smart, 
You know Kirby Smart is a defensive guy, secondary guy, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You sit there and you look at how he would fit into this Dan Quinn system. I think he's somebody that can definitely fit into the Dan Quinn system. Yeah, no, that's a good point, though. I, I mean, I haven't heard anybody uh, really, at least looking at the mocks, right. mock the Cowboys with a DB in the first round. But there, there's, there's almost a consensus the Cowboys are going to draft a corner in the middle to early rounds. We just don't know where. Which they're is fair. See, they're going to see the value there, corner. But maybe it is. If Keely Ringo drops to you, you've got to consider you got to consider that. Consider one of the top corners. In exactly, the draft. because yeah. there's so many different players yeah. that you can contend. But tight end is, is right now, tight end and Bijan are the top projected picks for the Cowboys. Todd McShay's latest mock, he's got the Cowboys second to tight end. I know. As a matter of fact, Todd McShay's last. Uh, two three, draft. I, think it, I thought it was three. Yeah, I thought you it might be three. three. Last three yeah. drafts, he's got the Cowboys taking a tight end. Uh, Dane Brugler, I believe, also at the Cowboys. Take tight end. Remember one time, Dane Brugler, Todd McShay, and Mel Kuyper all had the Cowboys taking a tight end. The same tight end, actually. They're talking about taking Duncan mm-hmm. Cade. Now, Todd McShay has switched up to Ma- Michael, Michael Mayer, Mayer, I yeah. believe, yes. Yeah. So, and, and I, I'm I'm not you, I don't like tight end in the first round. I don't either. It's too I mean, deep of a draft for tight end. Unless he is that freak of a tight end. And There's no freaks no, he at the tight end position. No. And we just had this conversation about, okay, uh, Michael Mayer may be able to block a little bit better than some of these other guys, but he's not a guy that – Dak is going to be looking for the entire time because he's a bigger tight end, which means he's slower than most of the tight ends that are now in this game. If you're going to draft people, you want them to be more athletic because the game has changed so much. I mean, Bowers is a first round. Bowers tight end. is a first round tight end. <laughs> if he was coming like, out. like if he would have been eligible to come out, he would be the first tight end that he everybody's would, talking no about. Doubt. And I do look at Dalton Kincaid as that type of guy. He can run around a little bit, but he he didn't play this at the end of the year because he had an injury. So mm-hmm. he's got a, you're going to look at a guy that's coming off of an injury and try to make him. I just the value on the board is one of the things that we got to continue to look at because if there's not a guy that just jumps off at the page right away where you can say, okay, this guy is going to come in and be a huge impact right away, the only position that I can see that happening is interior line, D-line, mm-hmm. and, and the cornerback position. Or even safety. I'll leave, I'll look at the safety, but you got a lot of guys that are there. You got three safeties. I doubt they draft the safety. That'll be high. later. They, they just yeah, never, that'll be that, later. That'll be later in their draft. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely am looking at you either going for that type of player at twenty six. Now, the other part of this too kind of makes me wonder if they would go wide receiver. I agree. I wonder. You know, yep. It's I'm with you. Because we've been talking for a very long time about the lack of playmakers. But the question is, have they given up on Jalen Tobert already? Because you just drafted him high in the second round last year. Mm -hmm. So that was your guy. You were looking at him as possibly being a major part of what's going on. Is Michael Gallup going to come back, and what is Brandon Cooks going to give you? This is, honestly, all of this is determined by how Michael Gallup plays mm-hmm. this year. But I think they're going to draft a receiver regardless. Yeah, but I don't know if they're going to draft him that early. Now, if there's a if, if there's a run on other positions, correct, and, and somebody then, drops yes, to you, and then yeah. the receiver drops, I, the Cowboys, they yeah, I could see them making that move and going. Well, hold up, we never thought this guy who is top fifteen on our board all around as a player. 
on our big board would drop to us at 26. We're taking them. And that's kind of the Bijan conversation as well. So all Bijan trumps all this. I'm sure. Correct. You, 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 I'm, I'm 100 percent on that. <laughs> um, if if Bijan is if, if Bijan is the last one that stand there and drop, <laughs> he's at the top of the list so, yeah, of anybody yeah, gotcha. that's there. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. Because you, you got to go with your talent on the board. Now here's the question that I have: <laughs> If they're gonna go wide receiver. And they there's not a huge run on them early. Yeah. And they kind of mm-hmm. stagger themselves out. What if Quentin Johnston falls to to that <sighs> position? Ooh. At twenty six. They're gonna take him. They have to, right? Now, like I said, Bijan's there. I think they'll take Bijan over him. Excluding Bijan, because I expect Bijan to be, be gone. gone. I, I don't I don't I don't expect you know, Bijan to be Johnston right now. Jobs to them, what would they do? That's a great question. Yes. Because the I, other positions that I'm we just say, talked about. I'm gonna say no, they won't do it. Because they think they can get another guy in the later round. they get a, a receiver in a, in a You tried in a, in a that already. Round. You did. You tried that. It was failed. Get somebody. We yeah. talked about it yesterday. I, yeah. You said you'd rather Cedric Wilson. I go would. get him. Go I try would. Try to get him a discount him rate. That's right. And then don't even have to worry. You can draft the receiver, but you have to worry about them contributing right away. Exactly. You can put them on the on the wide receiver pile back yeah. there with Jalen Tolbert. Um, I, I don't think they'll do it in the first round. But just because right now they got a lot of money – Tied, tied up, up in, in the receiver. wide receiver position, right? And to draft a guy that high, you have to know that he's going to end up being your number one. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to pay C.D. Lamb like a number one pretty soon. Um, and whoever that guy is coming in, if you're going to draft the guy. Now, I said it could happen. I'd rather them go wide receiver rather than tight end. I'll say that right now. Oh, for sure. If you're going to go tight end there, I'd rather you go wide receiver than tight end. I don't rather you go either one of them, but right. I'd rather if wide you, receiver if, than tight yes, end. Yes, because if that thought process and they're walking up there – and they have tight end on there. Yeah, your boy might lose it. Um, you don't get you don't you don't need in terms of value. You yes. don't need a tight end at that value that no. high. They're not a premium position. No, especially if nobody else is taking one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you have tight ends that you have just drafted, and you're going to continue to try to stop. And those guys played for you last year. Yeah, they played well for you. And it's a deep tight end draft. Yes. I mean, I, I believe it's. Uh, Pro Football Focus claims that tight end is arguably the strength position in the NFL 2023 draft. They said it's one of the deepest positions in the draft period. Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah, I wouldn't draft a tight end that high. I wouldn't. Especially, especially if he's not a game-breaking tight end. Yeah. They're projecting seven tight ends to be drafted by the end of day two. Seven. That makes zero sense to me. Hey, I, I'm with you, but it's I mean, unless, it's I, I deep, expect seven to be deep. drafted on, on day two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the Cowboys can get yeah, them one. They can get later one later on. on. Draft. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where you continue to look and say, "All right, where is the value?" The I just brought up Quentin Johnston. If he falls down, you know who else might fall? Jordan Addison because he didn't have a lot of speed on mm-hmm. his pro day or the uh, combine. So. Yep. Is that a guy that teams are going to look at and say, I don't know. But if I'm Jordan Addison, I'm walking in there with the Jerry Rice tape. Because everybody thought Jerry Rice wasn't fast. He was football fast. And football fast is more important than track speed fast. Mm -hmm. So if you can outrun somebody and not get tackled, I'm cool with you being my spot. I know, and the crazy thing is, I was doing research on wide receivers. I'm glad you brought that up. I was looking at the favorite routes or the most targeted routes for wide receivers. Uh, I know Jordan Addison is not known for, uh, you know, obviously his speed. But, man, he had a lot of go routes and nine routes, mm-hmm. like deep routes. Yeah, I know. to him. 
Right. So the film doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't track with the, with the speed that he put out in terms of his 40-yard dash. Right. He can get behind guys. And he knows how to stack. He knows how to stack DBs. Yeah, I'm with you. And here we go again, a Bolitnikoff winner. Yes, he was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so the Cowboys have done a great job this offseason providing quality um, personnel at a value price. And now we're looking at, okay, what are we doing next to enhance uh, our team in one or two areas, right? One or two areas of need. You got to look at where each player's on each level, where their contract situation is, too. Can I draft a guy that can come in and, and learn this year mm-hmm. and be an impact the next year? I don't know. But if you're going to take somebody at the top of it, they have to be able to come in and play. Yep, right they got to become. They got to come in and provide for you right now. Don't, that's why I don't discount O line either. Right, I know that's it ain't sexy. I know Cowboys fans don't like it, but the Cowboys they they like going O line. They do. They like to build their O line with high level talent. People didn't like the Tyler Smith pick. It was a brilliant pick. Yep. I remember when all of y'all was complaining huh? about that Zach Martin pick early on. He was complaining about that. I was definitely complaining about the Tyler Smith because the I Travis wanted Tyler Frederick Linderbaum. Pick. People I wanted to try, about yeah. the, t- the Travis Frederick pick. T- Cowboys fans didn't yep. like, and I was like, man, just let it play out. Yep. Ends up being one. Well, I know he retired early, but it was one of the best picks they yep. made in recent years. But he didn't retire because of football. He retired. Because because, because of some, of, some yeah, health right. issues. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, so, yes, I'm just saying, like, if they go O-line, you know, just be patient. Yep. I remember Hodge was upset last year. Man. Turns out that Tyler Smith pick was brilliant. I was like, that dude is really good. He was really good. He was really at, impactful. And he put him at year. tackle, and he yep. was really good. Put him at yep. guard, he was really yep. good. So And now, he was aggressive. And he played right away, like yep, you said. Yep, he played he right away. Right, and you needed him. I did. I think about when Tyron Smith went out, most Cowboys fans thought the season was over. And he, and when him that, and Dak went out early, yes. they were like, all right, season over. But instead of worrying about the, like, it's hard the, the to be a Cowboys fan. Hit. And then the season was saved by essentially I love being, a being able to fan. move Tyler Smith around, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the yeah. backup quarterback yep. that you guys didn't think you had. I was talking about for a long time, Dad, then too. Coop, yeah, then Cooper Rush, baby. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> got to put some respect on his name. It took us like two months to stop saying Cooper <laughs> Cup instead of Cooper Rush. But by the time we got to figure out. He was already he was, out of there. He was already out. <laughs> to get back to back at that point. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think the Cowboys, like I said, they've done a brilliant job this offseason, one of the best offseasons they've had yes. of putting themselves in a position where they don't have to go into the draft desperate to fill a need. Yeah. And I would say being desperate, going to the draft, is like going to the grocery store hungry. It's a bad decision. You're going to spend way too much money buying stuff you don't need and that you don't want. And that's the same thing with the Cowboys. They went into this draft and they didn't address, you know, uh, the, the, the the cornerback position. They didn't address wide receiver or D-line or O-line or running back. They addressed all those positions. And now they can truly go into the draft saying, all right, best talent that drops to us. Yes. We got a big board. Best talent that drops to us, we can pick it. Start marking it off yep. each time they get picked. And the Cowboys love up. taking best talent available yep. or yep. best player at that position. That's who they are. That is Best talent are. available. Yeah, and it's worked out really well for them. No doubt. Um, <laughs> kicker. Uh, the Cowboys do have to figure out kicker, don't they? They'll be all right. They'll figure that out They'll later. be all right. Go get Dicker the kicker. Is he signed? I don't know yet. He's, he was really He's supposed to be on year. with us, too. Him and Kyle are probably together. Go <laughs> <laughs> get Dicker the kicker, man. What's that work out? All right, we come back. We got off the record on the other side. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers, he is um, shopping for a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hippie item. We'll come back and Shocking. discuss it. Right here on Bottle Line. D.D. 
Magadudu, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break, they ain't cold. Well, congratulations, continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Time for another edition of Off the Record. Uh, comes from the New York Post. Uh, according to the New York Post, Aaron Rodgers has been um, checking out crystal shops uh, in Los Angeles this week as the trade negotiations between the Jets and the Packers um, still remain pretty much at a, at a crawl. Uh, the third nine-year quarterback who previously said he intends to play for the Jets in 2023 was seen holding a small bag as he left the uh, Topanga Rocks Crystal Shop in L.A., um, which sells crystals, jewelry, stone goods, and other design elements from around the world. Did you say Topanga? It says, I mean, I, maybe I mispronounced it. From it's Boy Meets World? T-O-P-A-N-G-A. That's it? That's Topanga? Topanga. I mean, Boy Meets World. That's not her shop, is it? It might be. <laughs> it might be. It is Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. That is pretty wild. Uh, but they just kind of, uh, I don't know, it just confirms that he's still in this uh, kind of hippie phase. Yeah. And, no, maybe, you know what? Tell with the phase. That this is kind of who he is. He's all in. He's very holistic. Yeah. Very uh, natural. Like, I wouldn't doubt at one point in his life, if he already doesn't have one, that he has a shaman. He might. He, is de- he definitely consults with a shaman, or he will be consulting with a shaman yeah. very soon. Yeah. Most of us do not have shamans in our life. Aaron Rodgers definitely has a shaman in his he life. He also speaks with permanent master's voice. <laughs> <laughs> he does. That is true. That is very monotone. That's a great point. Very. On Pat McAfee, I had never thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, you're Things right. He's just in the huddle. So we're going to go a little bit out to the right there. Just... <laughs> Flare out to the right, and I'll throw the ball right your way, and we'll go down and score a touchdown. <laughs> R-E-A-L-A-X. Relax. Relax. Oh, that's that's outstanding, Patrick. It is. I actually didn't think about that, but he, you're right. He definitely has that master's uh, voice, that tone all the time. And maybe that's part of his mm. you know, holistic journey that he's all peace and love. He's a hippie now. And, you know, hippies just want to, you know, kind of keep it all yeah. copacetic, man. Make sure yeah. everybody's getting along. Remember, he's also going to speak. Um, oh yeah, yes. at that convention. Yes, he is going yeah. to speak at a convention, and I believe it's a convention about uh, like psychedelics and their effect, the positive effect that psych- right. psychedelics can have in your life and on your life. And he's going to be speaking. I believe it's in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, but I could be. I, I, I could be off about that. I don't know exactly where the psychedelics convention is, but it is apparently it's like the biggest psychedelics convention in the. Like Western United States or something yeah. like that, I wouldn't know. But I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers. I was going to say, rumor has it. It's going to be a, it's definitely going to be a hot ticket. It's going to be sold out. Rumor has it. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know what I mean? Talking about I, his ayahuasca I mean, journey and stuff like that. I mean, for those that are that deeply indulged in it, you can definitely understand and learn something from it because he obviously has a lot on his mind. And he maybe he had the darkness retreat. Yeah. Too. Don't forget about the darkness retreat. Man. Well, I don't think he combined the psychedelics and the darkness retreat because that would that would have really scared you. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. That's uh, take you on a bad. It's a bad trip. Yeah. Nobody wants a bad trip. Yeah, no windows. 
no windows. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you what? Get, yeah. <laughs> Are you getting fed through yeah. like some uh, some hole or something like that? Uh, so yes, uh, Aaron Rodgers once again. Uh, he's just. And I, we still don't know what's going on with the Jets and yep. the Packers and the trade, but we do have an update on a possible um, theory, a possible theory as, a, uh, as, as it relates to that story. Another team could potentially come up in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes or at least compete in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. We'll get to that. And they got capital up. for it. Well, the theory actually works out pretty well. I thought that's it was, what I'm saying. Yeah. They got capital. I for thought it. it was like I was like, man, that's no way they can work out. Actually, it can work. Yes, it can. And I think Aaron Rodgers will be more than open to it. Yeah, um, and it would fit his hippie profile that he's got working on right now. Matter of fact, it would it would fit his hippie profile way better than the New York. State right. of mind would. All right, we'll come back. We'll get that a little bit later on in the show in the 5 o'clock. Uh, we come back. We'll get us the NFL news notes and nuggets. Lots of mock drafts. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.